Adam Martinez is the owner of a local business called Handy Dad's Construction. Originally, he was a butcher by trade, and he worked all over the Bay Area in the supermarket industry. However, in 2012, he decided to get into the real estate investment world and began to buy, rehab, and wholesale properties. While doing this, he saw that other investors and homeowners were in need of quality home repairs. In 2013, after he and his wife welcomed their first daughter into the world, he decided to launch a business and put his passion for real estate and his natural repair and remodeling abilities into action. He launched Handy Dads. Let's welcome Adam. Hello. Hey, Trish. How's it going? Good, good. How are you, Adam? Good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me today. My pleasure. Well, you're always fun to chat with. And uh, I thought, you know what? What a great opportunity to share a little bit about you and your background. You were already showcased in the 110 Magazine at one time. Remember this? Absolutely. Our iconic uh, November Veterans Issue 2019. There's a nice article we did. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. And I've known you through the chamber and you're just a busy guy. So That was a super fun shoot, by the way. I remember that day and my daughter's holding the, the tools and uh, and, you know, with little ones, I think they were three and six at the time. A photo shoot with kids, if anybody has that had that happen before, is not an easy task. Uh, but we, we came out with some awesome shots, thanks to you and your, your staff. Well, uh, that, yeah. they were great, too. I mean, those shots are amazing. And you're yeah. such a family man. So <laughs> Handy Dad's title fits perfectly, of course. Um, you know, I've gotten to know you through working with the chamber and you do a lot of giving back. Uh, we showcase you in the 110 magazine. You have this phenomenal business that's, that started small and now it's grown before you even started that business though. And before you became a family man, I kind of want to know a little bit more about that, Adam. So tell, share with us a little bit about, you know, your background. Oh, um, my, my, I went to school originally for communications. Um, my, my first passion was radio. I was actually on the radio at a young age in high school. I got involved in radio and was, uh, I went to El Cerrito High um, and they had a radio station, which I got involved as soon as possible in. Um, and by my senior year, I lived in the radio station. I lived in the basement. Oh. I was editing songs. I was calling up record labels, having them send me uh, promotional items to the station. You know, I'm a, I'm a high school kid getting uh, records from Jive and Interscope uh, record labels. Um, I would turn on the, the speakers to the high school during lunchtime and, you know, do my midday mix. And um, that was my real true passion uh, growing up. So then I went to the Academy of Radio Broadcasting where I got certified as an on-air broadcaster and uh, went into uh, 94.9, got involved with the party crew there and the street team and really just started doing that. 
Yeah. So that was kind of, but you know, that's when you were, when I was young and just, you know, uh, having fun and um, all in the meantime, while I was doing that, I was a butcher. I got involved in the meat department. Um, I started at Lucky's uh, bagging groceries and then I got into the meat department. And so um, I was always, that was my nine to five and I was doing radio and DJing and, and things like that on the side. And so I came, I came to a point where um, I needed to uh, earn income and less partying. And, you know, at the time I was, I was making decent money butchering. And so I started doing, uh, I started spending more time uh, dedicating to, to, uh, to work. So what kind of music were you into back then? I'm curious. Cause you know me, I'm oh, a- I love all types of music. <laughs> I love all types of music from, I like oldies. I like classic music to the, not so much the newer stuff now, but wow. like I was into like the, um, more of the hip hop in the nineties. Um, okay. and, and uh, of course, old school soul music, um, things with funk, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Prince, right. Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's then awesome. I got info. So I've always been kind of like, you know, I was thinking I was going into radio broadcasting, mm-hmm. some type of entertainment. Um, I also started getting into uh, movies and doing some uh, acting. So I was I was in a couple of movies like Rent. I was in Rent. That was I think my first movie that I that I went in, that I was in with no Rosario Dawson. Way. Yeah, so I shared the screen with Rosario Dawson and and um and then I got in uh I was in um a couple other projects. Mindy projects, Mindy uh the Mindy projects. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um I almost got away with it that still airs today. Wow. And um, several different uh, trauma that was shot in San Francisco as well. So I, I did a, a, a enough to be able to get my SAG card. And I was actually going to my last movie that I didn't get in was uh, San Andreas. No so I was, way. I was scheduled to film San Andreas. And that's when my wife. Uh, was having when we when we had our our first daughter, so I wasn't able to go to that um, that shoot, and then that's when I kind of stopped because you know uh, entertainment business and and movies and and all that is a yeah. lot of I mean those are long days yeah. away from the house, and that's when I was living in uh, El Cerrito, close to San Francisco, right across the bridge. I would go to uh, auditions and a lot of that. Um, it was really easy. Uh, when I moved out this way, it was um, a lot more of a challenge to to drive that far for something that I may or may not get. So that's when I kind of um, focused on or redirected my my focus. And what brought you out this way? Like um... uh, housing uh, prices. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. So in 08, that's <laughs> when I bought, when we bought our first house, uh, oh, okay. me and my wife, we were actually uh, engaged at the time and we were looking into capitalizing in the amazing uh, prices in real estate. Uh, as far as, you know, uh, when the 08 crash happened. Yes. And yes. so that's when I moved out here and, and got a really good deal on my first home oh. out, out this way. Lucky you. Very good yeah. timing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
most of us did. I came from the you know East Bay also and migrated out here because you come out here and it's like, oh, a brand new house. Oh, it has land. Oh, right. wow, it's so much cheaper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, now I and I'm so glad I did it because the community out here is so awesome. It's a great uh, place to raise a family. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I feel like this community, I don't know, I, I fell in love with it too. And I, I see that people care, they give back. We have one of the largest rotary uh, um, clubs in, yes. like, in, the, in the nation, I think, definitely in California. Yes. And those are all businesses that are taking the time to 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 donate their time. And you are joining Rotary, I heard, or you've joined. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, uh, yeah, Brentwood Rotary. I'm a member there. Um, I'm also involved in the Chamber of Commerce. I'm on the board of directors here on the Chamber of Commerce for Brentwood. Um, so yeah, and I, I love giving back to the community, uh, doing the events for the kids, like the Great American wow. Camp Out. I, I helped out uh, put that together. And just anything that's really focused on family and, and getting the kids involved and away from the screens. We spent so much time in, the, in front of the screens. Uh, you know, it's going to happen, I know, and, and, but we want to try to, um, try to uh, encourage them to get out and do things, learn how to change a tire, learn how to build a campfire, learn how to like, do things that's going to help them uh, develop as a person and, and really, um, you know, test their, their skills. That sounds like your next business. <laughs> you never know. You never know what's coming up next. Yeah. Well, I know that you have done so much giving back. It's been wonderful working with you at the chamber and getting to know you more and especially like hometown Halloween. I, I mean, I'm the same way. I've, we're both raising our families in this town Right. And this town is is um it's got its pros and cons, we'll just say, and it really is family focused though. Um and right. uh, well that's the, the hometown Halloween, you bring up a good yeah. point there. Because uh, you know, as a chamber uh member and on the board, um this last year has, as you know, it's been very challenging in, in many aspects. Um and and when we were um talking about the hometown Halloween getting canceled. And I, I kind of said, no, not on my watch. You mm -hmm. know, everything's got canceled this year. Nothing has, we haven't had anything. Let's figure this out. So I, I, I was chair of that event. I had a great team behind me. We, we um, went back and forth with the city. We were, um, doing everything possible to make that event happen. We had to jump through many hoops, but wow. we were able to make it happen. Um, it was a little bit less of a turnout, of course, because of the situation that we're living in now. But I think it was still a huge success. A lot of people were so happy that we actually did something for, for the city of Brentwood. And uh, kids were out there laughing and having a good time and getting candy and and yeah, it was it was an awesome event. And you came up with your uh, with your skill set, this great idea of how we gave the candy out. So so no contacts. Yeah, that and, was no and contact. no there was that was a big thing with with the COVID rules, no contacts. Wow. So I said, okay, what about a grabbers? 
uh, what about, we came up with a bunch of different ideas and nothing, um, nothing got the okay. And I said, you know what? Let's shoot the candy right into the car. I'll build some shoots. <laughs> we could get them in the bags. We'll, th we'll slide it down. So I actually made them out of rain gutters and um, wow. tested them out. I was at the house. I tested a bag out, slid it down, slid down the chute. The cars were able to pick them up and drive on from there. So it worked out. Uh, thankfully, it worked out good. Well, now knowing your background more than than I did before, I see why you're such a good hype man when it comes to events and promoting things. You're I've never had a problem getting in front of a large crowd and, and rocking the mic. Keeping <laughs> up the chamber team and saying, you know what, we're going to do this. We're going to save Halloween. Yeah. We weren't able to save the parade, but but Halloween was a huge success. I mean, it, yeah, we couldn't have as many people, but every, but there was just tons and tons of of um, uh, cars lined up, and all the kids got candy, and and there yeah. was just smiling faces and music. It was, was great. It was a great event. And it was a <laughs> yeah, we had a great DJ out there too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, so I want to get back to your story a little bit. And I wanted to ask you when you transitioned from first a butcher to real estate and then from real estate to handy dads, what was the pivotal moment? I mean, how did that all, um, evolve exactly? How did you just, my daughters. Okay. I didn't want somebody else raising my daughters. Wow. Yeah. So. I got into uh, real estate uh, basically because um, as a butcher, we were, I was like the highest paid in the grocery in industry yeah. and I was a union floater. So wow. I worked for all the major chains, Rayleigh's, Lucky, Safeway, Knob Hill, you name it. So I worked for the butcher's union and when the grocery, all the individual grocery chains have their own union, but they share the same butcher's union. So when a meat manager would go on vacation for two weeks here, I would go there with my knives and I, had, I, was, I was riding bikes at that time. So I would just ro roll in there with my knives and like boom, boom, boom. And, and I would just bounce from store to store. I liked the freedom. I liked the independence. And so that's, and, and, and that's what I liked doing. I built up a good reputation myself for having more than enough work. I was turning work down. I've always been a hard worker. No matter, that's one thing my parents taught me is, you know, to, to do your, do your job and do it, do it well. So I've always been out there and just had a great reputation. So I, I always stayed busy. Um, the, the stores started cutting back. A lot of the grocery industries really cut back. And so they didn't want to use union help because we were getting uh, paid same as like the meat managers. And so I saw the kind of the writing on the walls and I started during my lunchtime, I would be in my car uh, studying, studying how to flip houses, how to wholesale houses, how to, you know, buy, you see all these things with buy, buy houses with no money and no credit yeah. all the time, you know, late night TV. And I've got, I took a couple of those, I took a couple of those courses and it's absolutely true. You can do that. And so I learned how to wholesale houses. And so 
um, at the time, there was not a lot of deals here in California, in the Bay Area, especially. So yeah. I would find wholesale deals in uh, the Midwest. I would find deals that I could find that, that I could lock up under contract and assign it to an investor and make a few bucks off of it. Um, I also started doing land development deals in North Dakota uh, with the whole oil boom up there and oh, the, wow. the shortage of housing that was going on at the time. So we were start. Uh, I, I linked up with a guy that was doing um, uh, manufactured homes and um, getting people up there that had land and didn't know what to do with it. And we would build almost like a trailer park home uh, development on their on their site on their lands for these oil uh, workers. And um, and then when I so I was doing good with real estate and and, and wholesaling, did a couple flips and, and you know here locally. And really got into the whole uh, flipping and learning the all the, the the fundamentals of it, and then the real estate market really bounced back, which was great, you know, for the industry for for the for the economy. Not so much if you're wholesaling. So yeah, I yeah. wasn't able to find those deals, fifty percent, you know, um, LTVs anymore. Is the 50, yeah. 50 cents on the dollar? Uh, so then I had to either go back to cutting meat. Go back to the butcher's union, which is great because I always had that in my back pocket. I could always go anywhere and and cut meat, uh, but I really didn't want. I, I didn't really see any advancement there. I had already maxed out. I was topped out. I I, I needed more of a challenge, and so um, while I was while I was doing the house when when I was doing the real estate, that's when we had our first daughter, and so that's really what made me do the wholesale is because um, my wife, she worked uh, for a thoracic surgeon at the time. She's, she's always been in the medical field. I've always been the freelance meat butcher, entrepreneur. I've always been wired to have, um, you know how entrepreneurs are just wired differently and maybe sometimes looked upon like as a bad thing. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. That's really how I've always been wired. I would always, during my acting and DJing, I would print up T-shirts and sell them at the games, or I would go and buy some cars from the auction, fix them up, sell them, and wow. always selling Melaleuca. I did a teeth whitening business. Oh, wow. I had a I had a radio uh, a studio. I had a, a production studio at one time. So I've had so many businesses that have failed, but I think has led me up to this point that I'm at now so that when I did have something, I knew how to get that trademark. I knew how to get the everything boom, boom, boom going. And so that's kind of, you know, it's funny how life works. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what evolved to this Handy dad, but you were handy when you were a dad. <laughs> I've always been pretty handy. I've always been pretty good in my with my own homes. Like my first home, I bought. Um, I redid. I did so much stuff at the house. I built a whole backyard, waterfall, bar, oh. island with with bar tabs and barbecue stucco. If I'm somebody that if you don't, if I don't know how to do something, I'll learn. I'll teach myself how to do it. And so that's kind of how, how things happen there. And I, like I said, I really, um, when I was going to the point where going back to cutting meat or um, what else am I going to do, I, I was a stay-at-home dad during that. When I, when I went into wholesaling, 
Um, I, I, I was the one, I was a stay at home parent. My wife went back to work after the maternity leave was uh, over. She went back to her, her position and I stayed home with my daughter. And that's when I was doing cold calling on, 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 uh, um, deals and, you know, just trying to network on deals. When that kind of dried up, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I didn't want to put my daughter who was a year old in somebody else's care and like one of our incomes pay for somebody else to raise her. I said, you know what, let's just bite the bullet and let's just cut down, tighten up on things and we'll make it happen. And then I started, um, people would see my house and say, wow, is this what you do for a living? I said, no, not really. And one time I started uh, working for a, a friend. He needed a room. Uh, he wanted to do some stuff in, in, in his garage. Um, so I was like, you know what? Maybe I could start doing this on the side. So yeah, yeah. I brought, I, I, I kind of started putting myself out there and um, I would go out when my wife would come home, I would say, okay, here you go. Boom. And I would go and hang out, hang a ceiling fan. And I had some cash in my pocket. So that's great. So I would do like this on nights and weekends. That's how it really started when my first daughter was uh, was born. In fact, I would take my daughter with me uh, to Home Depot on the regular basis, get things for jobs. And then uh, when as soon as my wife comes home, I would go put in a ceiling fan, go mount a TV, go change out a faucet. And uh, pretty soon I needed a, a, a number. I needed a name, a, a phone number. And so I came up with the, the whole handy dads because it kind of just, I was like handyman and my dad, we're handy dads, yeah. let's do it. And so, um, and kind of the, the rest kind of just snowballed on me rather quickly. After my second daughter was born, uh, they're three years apart. So after my second daughter was born, when my wife went on maternity leave with our second daughter, that's when I really got involved with the chamber and got involved as an ambassador and started meeting a lot of other business owners. And more importantly, they got to meet me and they got, they got introduced to me and handy dads. And that's really when the business blew up. It really snowballed after I got involved with the chamber and that's, um, the rest is really history. My wife hasn't gone back to work since. She's been a stay-at-home mom ever since and really allowed me the, the opportunity to, to dive in this full time. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to see how this goes. And, um, and, and yeah, she, she's, the rest is kind of history. She hasn't gone back and, um, and we're, we're growing every year, doubling in revenue. And mm-hmm. now we're taking on larger projects. We're, we're actually uh, general contractors now. So we're doing, full kitchen and bathroom remodels and still keeping to the core of our, our roots and the smaller handyman work uh, because there is a huge demand for that. There is a huge demand for somebody that uh, for, for, for an elderly, we have a lot of elderly, elderly communities here like Somersets that need somebody to go out there and change the smoke detector batteries, change the light bulbs that are too high mount a TV or, you know, the smaller things that a lot of other contractors won't do. Um, so we still try to keep to those roots as well. That's fantastic. Well, your story is, is fantastic because it's really one of those 
just um, go out, apply the hard work, uh, you know, uh, put your family first, think of ideas, be creative, be a team as a family, you know, with you and your wife and um, supporting each other and, and figuring it out as you go. And then I watched your business grow. I remember, you know, when uh, you, being a part of the chamber and just your, you people, you do have this real, you know, give back, uh, care, passion about what you're doing. I love the branding. The Handy Dads brand is just, it's one that uh, I feel, um, uh, I don't know, you go hand in hand with the integrity of it all and with, and you fit, it just, it's a great, perfect fit. Yeah. It's like, it's like who you are and then it's a brand and then it's this, and then it's evolved and you've had to grow a crew. You've got a team because you can't, you couldn't do it all on your own. And now you're doing construction and all this. Uh, I mean, and then COVID hits. How did that affect your business? So at first, uh, like every, the whole, uh, the whole country was shut down. We got, we were shut down for, you know, two or three weeks. Luckily, um, we bounced back rather quickly because we were essential. We do a lot of plumbing. We do a lot of electric. We do a lot of the essential mm -hmm. items. So mm -hmm. we were able to still continue to, to do those things uh, just at a, at a kind of a smaller capacity. And we really um, tightened up our crew. We, we were very cautious as far as um, protecting everybody, both our clients and our, our, our team. And so uh, it, it affected us like everybody else. But the construction industry, I think, was one of the, the industries that actually um, came out OK during this whole uh, COVID time. So we thankfully were able to ride it out and we're, we're still around. We do, we, like you said, Handy Dads is kind of like, um, I don't know, um, like a lifestyle. You know what I mean? And, and that's really... I, I, it's easy for me because this is who I am. And if anybody who knows me knows that I'm all about my family. And so it's so uh, easy for it to, to, if you ask me what my passion is or why do I do it, it's easy. It's, it's my family. And that's the main reason why I started the company was so that I can spend more time with my family. And uh, that's really what I've, I've set out to accomplish. And I'm almost there. <laughs> because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, they yeah. say, uh, be an entrepreneur. All you got to do is work half the day, right? Yeah. They didn't tell you that it's only the first 12 hours or the second 12 hours that you got to work. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I know that you, you put your heart and soul in it and, um, and it, and your business is growing as a result from that. And it's going to continue to grow. And I, I can only imagine somebody like you that has that entrepreneurial, like, uh, what ideas or what things you're going to grow into, because you're such a, not only a family man, but a community person, and you do a lot of giving back. What are you all involved in right now? Tell, share with us about, uh, well, like I said, we're, I'm on the board of directors for the chamber of commerce here in Brentwood which, um, you know, we were involved with everything as far as business community is, is uh, re anything related to that. Uh, I am now uh, a member of the Brentwood Rotary Club, and I am president of our uh, Delta B&I chapter. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to try to take on too many roles right now because um, having a business and having a family um, is, is a lot already. 
And so I don't want to try to spread myself out too thin um, because if I do something and, and I say that I'm going to, I'm going to be involved or if, if my name is on it, if you know me, you know that it's going to get done the right way. And I don't do anything halfway. I, I, always, I make sure that if, I, if, if I'm doing something, I'm all in. And so I don't want to try to spread myself out too thin. So I, I try to keep myself as, as, as something as manageable as possible. And still, and, and really, it's my family comes first. I've, done, I've said this from day one to customers. I do not, uh, you know, weekends or during the week, uh, Monday through Friday, during the business hours, whatever you need. But Saturday and Sunday, I am not available. Yeah, That is my, my family time. That's my wife, my kids. The, they come first. So if, if um, something happens to the weekend, if I could send somebody out there now, I will. But you know what? My, my family's, uh, that's family time for me on, on the weekends. So I really want to try to prioritize myself um, and, and, and not mess myself up. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of people, they dive into work and that's all they focus on is work, 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 work. And then their home life suffers. Yeah, you definitely have to keep some kind of a balance. And that's one of the reasons why I have been a part of the magazine. I was able to be my own boss and I could be there for like if you know, if you want to go to a ch your child's game or recital or what have you, you have more of a flexibility right. and all. That. But there's a lot of responsibility that comes with there it. Is. And it's a lot of, you know, and this is a small town area so for the yeah. most part. So you know, your reputation is the most important thing to go hand in hand with your brand. And I know you have a stellar reputation. Um, and so you do a lot of volunteering. Tell, what about this community do you like the most? Just how family oriented it is. You know, it's, it's really um, still has that hometown feel, that young, that small town feel, you know, growing up in the Bay Area. It's so much different when I moved out this way and I would go back to my parents' house and it's like, Oh, you know, and I would tell them you need to come out this way or, you know, it's, it's so much different coming back here. And, you know, the, out there, the, the trees are just the streets. When you drive down the streets, there's no potholes and there's trees and, and people let you go in front of them when you're, when, you, when you're at the light. And, uh, and my brother and my mother just moved out here recently. Uh, to Brentwood. And, oh, and he said awesome. the same thing. He said, you know what? It's funny because I never, I didn't understand what you were saying all those years or, you know, when you were telling us how it's just different. Yeah, You can't really say how different, you know, it's just, it's just different. And he says, now I know what you mean about it. It was, it's just different. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just so, it, it's just so much more um, peaceful out here and, and a really um, less stressful, um, you know, so many parks to take the kids to. And, and it's not as um, uh, uh, the madness and craziness of the big cities, um, but you still have all everything out here. Uh, and that's another thing people don't realize. Oh, Brentwood is so far away. And oh, what's out there? And there's just cows over there. Or? <laughs> yeah, but now we've really developed so much out here that it's it's um, it's a it's a great place to to raise a family. And the schools are amazing. So that's yes. really why we came out here is for uh, the school districts and uh, the and and just the safety of uh, oh, yeah. of raising the family. 
Absolutely. Well, it is, it's a wonderful community and it is growing and people are flocking out here now. And that's one of the things since COVID, it seems like since people can zoom more. So as more people come and move and they, you know, they need more services and and during COVID anyway, people um, started to work on their homes and all that fun stuff. And not every dad is handy or, or, you know, some, some moms are actually handy, but not every person is handy. I was lucky. I grew up with a handy dad. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Um, and um, so, but not, and anyway, my husband wasn't always handy. Now he's more handy, but he doesn't have time to do this stuff. You know? Well, that's a lot of our customers are are either not handy and that's not okay. That's not a problem. You know, they're good. Like I tell wives all the time because they're like, oh, my dad, my, my husband is not a handy dad. Or uh, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm sure he does good. He does what he does good. And, you know, a lot of our customers are doctors and lawyers. I can't do what he does, but I can (laughs) do other, you know, we all have our, our skill set. So either that, or they're just too busy. Um, Because even me, you know, on the weekends, I don't want to, I've been working all day, all week. The last thing I want to do is put that shed together in the backyard or, you know, so uh, so it, it goes, it, it's a lot of reasons why uh, our customers come to us. Um, but a lot of times it's just the convenience factor um, or the skill set, you know, something that's that's over their head. And, well, I fixed this, but now I ran into this problem. Can you help? And um, that's what we're here for. That's why I tell everybody, you know, we're, that's what we're here for. We work with a lot of real estate agents as well. So when the properties, uh, when they when they get a new listing, and they get they have a checklist of items that needs to get repaired uh, mm-hmm. from everything from plumbing, electric, drywall, painting. It doesn't matter. You don't have to go and find somebody for every single uh, task right. or, or an individual tradesman for for everyone. Uh, we could just take care of everything. I bring my team in, knock out the 30 or 40 items on the list and within a matter of days and you could get that listing on the market. Uh, sooner than later. So wow. a lot of the convenient, that's another convenience factor there is going, going, coming with us as opposed to trying to uh, piece it all together. And we all know how important it is to have that house looking sharp for these, you know, cause they just selling. Like absolutely. Classes. Absolutely. Man. Get top dollar for that house. Dollar. Uh, <laughs> unlike in 2008 when, you know, everything crashed, we're kind of, we're back to this crazy market and people are flocking, but it is a wonderful, there are a lot of reasons to flock here. And sure. um, I hear the Brentwood Chamber of Commerce is meeting officially having a mixer outside. Yes, this Thursday, Thursday at the streets of Brentwood. Yeah, it should be a really good one. So if you are uh, in town, if you're around, uh, I believe it starts at five, uh, 5.30 uh, at the streets of Brentwood. It's gonna be right in front of the AMC theater. Okay. And they're going to have, um, I think, some music going. They're going to have some hors d'oeuvres, some drinks. Nice. A great way to um, to network with your other business owners. Like I said, that, that is one of the, the main factors that um, really elevated Handy Dads is because wow. I got involved with the chamber and I started going to these mixers. And I got involved with the ambassador program, so I would work the bar or I would – put, uh, I would help the events, uh, put, get, get put together. And so I would meet all these other, uh, local business owners and really start to get to uh, know them and network with them. It's a great, great opportunity 
for you to put your brand out there and for everybody here in town to know who you are. So well, if you're you, not going to the chamber mixers, you're missing out. You're leaving a lot of money on the table. Well, you really are a great hype man. Okay, so <laughs> how can find you. How where can they find you? Uh, well, you can go to our website, handydads.net, um, or you can give us a call, um, 925-587-DADS, uh, or you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, The Real Handy Dads, and um, we, we show a lot of our, our before and after pictures nice. on, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so go there, follow us, like our, our page, and you'll see all the different jobs, because we do a wide variety of jobs. Some people might think, um, oh, I didn't know you did that. You know, uh, when I st when they start going through the page and, and through the, the photos, wow, you do this, you do that, you do the showers, you do bathtubs, you do, you know, kitchens. That's amazing. I didn't know you did that. So, yeah, follow us and, and check out our website, handydads.net. And if you have any needs or, or just um, questions. If you want advice, I tell everybody, I tell uh, my B&I group, for an honest opinion like your dad's, call Handy Dads because I'm going to give it to you straight. And I've always done this. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but I, I would, I'll walk jobs and, uh, and the customer's like, well, I'm thinking I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do this. I'm like, Really? why don't you do it like this? And, and it might, it might, um, cost me money. You know, most contractors would say, Oh yeah, let's knock out this wall and let's do this. And, and I'll tell them like, so I, I try to treat people like family. Like if somebody was going, was going into my mother's house, do I want them to try to take advantage of her or do they do, do I want them to give it to her straight or try to save her money? And that's what I try to do. I try to save my customers money even if that means uh, uh, I'm not going to make as much money on the job, I build a relationship with that customer. And that's what I tell all my customers. I want to build long-term relationships, not just one big job and never see you again. So I would rather give it uh, to you straight and say, oh, we could save you money if we do it this way or, and, or give them options. Okay, yes, we could do this, this, or this. And the customers really appreciate my honesty and they call me again and they keep on coming back. And that's how we built our rela relationships, our reputation and our repeat uh, customers. It says a lot when a customer calls you back for years. I've had yeah. customers call me back since they've been with me since day one. And they still call me today uh, for, for when things uh, break. So I think that that speaks volumes there. Well, it's been absolutely wonderful chatting with you, Adam, and learning a little bit more that I didn't even know about you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. We have showcased his story, a little bit of his story in this, uh, the November 2019, which you can find in our website archives. He's also in the magazine. We love showcasing you there, 110mag.com or on our social media. You can always find some great information. And of course, Handy Dad's, you know, he's our best handyman. And um, anyway, thank you so much for all you do for the community as well, Adam. So it's thank been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank I you for having me. My pleasure. And I will see you at the Chamber Mixer tomorrow. I'll see you on Thursday. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.